Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development. It's about improving communication and enhancing team performance. My name is Cindy Massingill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today we're going to be talking about commitment um, as it relates to team performance. This is part of our series on building high-performing teams. And in our work with teams, over the la- especially over the last couple of years, one of the things that we have observed is this um, challenge. While you have a group of people who are working as a team, really talented, lots of experience, lots of great ideas, the downside to it is that you can only make one decision, and so somebody's idea isn't going to be used. And so this it creates this energy of, do I commit or not commit to the decision that was made? I think you get a lot of lukewarm, and I think this whole idea of buy-in, and you know, the buy-in isn't totally there. And so I think part of the work with a team is to make sure there's a process in place that uh, people are totally bought in and committed to the ultimate decision, and that there's alignment. You know, in in, uh, misaligned organizations, there's a lot of wasted time spent on working on things that are urgent, have the appearance of requiring immediate attention, but not important. And that's because there hasn't been uh, a strong enough commitment to what's truly important. And, you know, we feel you don't necessarily see lack of commitment as much as it's just lingering. You know what I mean? So here, here's what I mean by that. You know, a group of people, we're talking about a situation, we make a decision on a project that we're all going to stand behind and support, right? Even though deep down inside, we're thinking, why are we doing this? You know, this doesn't make sense. But openly, we tell our teammates around us, yes, I support it. I'm completely 100% on board. And I think the problem with that is if we don't admit that, guys, I am, I'm having a hard time getting 100% on board. If we don't admit that, then it's just going to linger on even when you walk out of the, out of the room. Yeah. And it's a challenge. Yeah, and if we don't admit it, then we can't give people an opportunity to convince us. One of the things I was thinking about is that, right, the real ultimate and strength of commitment is that we sign in blood, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we are so invested in committing to this team and committing to this team's goals and the achievement of the goal that we will actually cut ourselves and sign in our own blood. Now, I'm not suggesting that for the teams that we work with, but I think you need to treat the these commitments and these discussions with that level of import. This is not about going through the motions. This ties back to meetings. If we're going to have a discussion and a dialogue and a debate, let's have it. Mm-hmm. So that when we walk out of this meeting, we truly buy in whether or not that was our first choice. And I, you know, I have a lot of energy about the overuse of buy-in uh, because I think people want me to buy into their decision when I haven't even had an opportunity to weigh in. And I think that's just do as I say, let me know that. I could buy into that. But I'm not buying into something where I haven't had a chance to voice, be heard, and to really debate the issue so that when we're done, I'm ready to sign in blood. Right. There's a, it's this idea about I can disagree and 
I can commit. Yeah. And we've got to go beyond intellectualizing those words into embodying them. And embodying them speaks to process. It speaks to having the vulnerability-based trust. It speaks to being heard and having really uh, engaging uh, conflict. And it, and, it, and it speaks to recognizing that we all are moving towards the same end end game. Ralph, for people listening to this podcast, how would we describe what the lack of commitment looks like so that they can tell when they're thinking about their team so that they can tell, do I have lack of commitment on my team? So I think it looks like ambiguity. You leave a meeting not really sure what you were asked to commit to. Uh, I think it could look like the meeting after the meeting where pockets of the group kind of talk about how that's really a dumb idea or they're not sure uh, why the group or team got to that decision. Um, I, I think there's a lot of politicking in, is, is what it would also look like and feel like, right? It's who's last in with the boss. And mm-hmm. so there's uh, a lot of back channel activity going on because for whatever reason, people didn't feel comfortable uh, getting it on the table during the meeting itself. And I, I'll add to your list, I think also um, it's leaders going back to their teams and not necessarily delivering the right message, mm, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a, there's an ambiguity associated with it, and so it's not really clear uh, what is being committed to. And sometimes people say they're not clear because they don't agree. I mean, one of the things I've picked up on a lot with teams and people I've worked with, is they say, I don't understand, which sometimes they don't, but sometimes it's code for, I don't agree and I'm not committed. And that's what they need to be saying. And that's why it goes back to trust, right? And it goes back to psychological safety. I need to feel like I can say that. Mm -hmm. And the reason I need to feel like I can say that is not to slow the thing down. It is so that we are all on the same page, committed to the same course of action towards the same end goal. As a leader, Ralph, how do I make sure that there's commitment on my team? So first and foremost... The leader needs to be prepared to make decisions and needs to be prepared that the the decisions could be wrong. Mm. Wow. (laughs) What? What Yeah, because that's a level of commitment. And I think it also then speaks to um, what's the organization's tolerance for learning? And, and so this idea of, you know, failing fast, but that's, that's first and foremost. The other thing I think the leader needs to do is the, need, the leader needs to push for closure. Uh, you know, you, we can shine, uh, you know, the marble forever, but needs to push for closure, needs to push for decisions, and needs to help people become more comfortable with uncertainty Mm -hmm. because almost any decision there is really no certainty associated with it and i think in in getting people to feel uh, comfortable with that level of uncertainty and being comfortable with we don't need 100 percent consensus yeah i think that really uh mucks things up when you're trying you're trying so hard to convince everybody at the table about a decision that's made. Yeah, I think it's unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, for everybody around the table, particularly if it's a big table, 
for that decision to be their first choice. But this is where we got to dig deep and say, if I'm really listening, if I'm really present, I can disagree and commit because my colleagues have made a compelling case. But we could we could argue any item forever, right, if we were trying to get everybody to agree. Well, I think what you said, it's if it's a big table, if there's 30 people around the table, how many times are you going to be able to get all of those 30 people in agreement on the process, the goal, and everything? You'd, you'd want to, what you really, you're looking for commitment. And, and I think the leader has to be aware of uh, people holding the decision hostage uh, based on something that may, in fact, not be material, but it may be personal opinion. And I think the leader has to be careful of not holding the group hostage around what he or she wants. Good. I think it's very important. Good. So let's go back to, uh, we started this series talking about high-performing teams and what are high-performing teams. I think what we're suggesting is that Commitment is really a key element to building a high-performing teams because if we don't have commitment, if we don't have true commitment by everybody on our team to move forward, we're never going to achieve the goal, the results that we're looking for. I, I like how you said that, and I like the actually the goal was singular. One of the things that I believe that differentiates uh, organizations from sports teams too many goals and so there is ambiguity there is confusion as to actually what we're asking people to commit to so i think one of the other responsibilities of a leader is to have fewer more focused goals so that the organization is not working at cross purposes good that's a good good ad there ralph so this wraps up our uh, series on high-performing teams. We talked about building trust, stopping the meeting madness, and commitment. I think if we did those three things and were willing to invest more time up front, most organizations, if not all, would be performing at much higher levels. Thanks for listening. 